Yo, what it do, baby? This your boy, Chapo. Hey, man, what's going on, everybody? This your boy, Sav. And we are the Chop It Up Podcast Show. Man, yes, indeed, man. Make sure you guys subscribe to the YouTube channel, man. Follow us on Apple Music, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. Man, you know what it is. It's Chop It Up Podcast Show. Let's go! Yo, 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 you two, what's up? We are back with another episode, Chop. What it do, man? What it do, sad. We hey, back in the building, man. What's up with it? Man, nothing, man. I can't complain. You know, had to put that shit on today. <laughs> I'm just playing. You nah, feeling good nah, with yeah. it? Hey, I like them shoes, though, bro. Man, you know, do a little, little cat to jack. I do what I can when I can. I see. Nah, that's hard. Hey, we got a... Uh, I ain't gonna lie, bro. We got a special guest. Definitely. Something we both got in common. You know what I'm saying? Um... This young lady here, uh, I've had the pleasure of running into um, on behalf of Chop. Um, as y'all can see, we got dreads. You know, shout out to all the dreadheads in the building. Um, but this one, this one right here is gonna be special. Uh, first, I want to give it up for for Lisa Love. Lisa Love. Hey. What it do, baby? How are you? I'm good. And, and for for those who don't know who Lisa Love is, uh, she is a head rep and lock. Artist, did I say that right? Yes, she I got did. that right. Thank okay, you. she told me she's gonna beat my ass. Make sure right. so we did it right. But nah, though, Lisa is a, a privilege to have you in the building. How you feeling? Yeah. Thank you guys. Thank you guys. Um, I am grateful to be here with you guys. Now you know I'm an introvert, so we're gonna make the best of this. Oh. But uh, first thing I do want to do is just correct you just a little bit. Okay. Um, <laughs> it's locks, not dreads. Oh, locks. Say locks, respect, respect, okay, okay, okay. Absolutely, hey, absolutely. Locks. I already you know got a damn demerit on your report card. <laughs> Man, what? Shit ain't even been rolling I, two minutes. Man, my fault, y'all. My fault. Don't don't put no bad comment in the comment section. Though. Like, comment, and subscribe. But now, though, how, how you feeling, though? I feel good. I'm blessed. Thank you. That's good. That's good. We're glad to have you here. But we gonna, you know, we gonna jump right into it because I know Chop got a lot. He got to ask, and I yeah, got a yeah, lot. Yeah, I got to an ask. iPad full of shit. Man, Miss Lisa Love, it's a pleasure to have you in the building. So, for those who don't know who you are, just tell us a little bit about yourself and, uh, you know, who is Lisa Love? You got a cool ass name. Like, Thank you. I ain't never really met too many people <laughs> with the last name Love. <laughs> who is Lisa Love? Uh, so, I am Lisa Love. I am originally from New Orleans. I do uh, reside in Dallas. I am the owner of Love Wraps. Love Wraps is a business boutique where we specialize in lock service, hair wrap fashion, and creative design. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I got a lot going on over there. Yes, indeed. So, talk to us about your transition from the Noya to the D. Wow, okay. How did you get to Dallas? What did it look like? Uh, so, <laughs> uh, so, how I got to Dallas was basically... Um, being in New Orleans, I, I think at a certain point, I kind of reached my plateau. Like, there was so much that I wanted to do and experience. Um, and I just felt like, at the time, I couldn't do that in New Orleans. Um, so, at that point, I wanted to just kind of see something different. Um, so, I did kind of just come to New Orleans, I'm sorry, to Dallas, um, just out the blue. Literally, uh, I was working, and I'll tell you a little bit about my background, but um, I was working uh, as a store manager um, at a small box retail, and I literally one day thought it, and the next week did it. You know, I got a transfer, uh, started to work in the same type of uh, industry to get out here uh, to make the transition, but then uh, once I got out here, I already knew that the next steps were for me to go ahead and try to make the transition to become an entrepreneur. So that's how I got here. Mm -hmm. So you done moved out here from Illinois to Dallas. You quit your day job and you started your dream. Well, (laughs) let's just say my day job quit me. (laughs) Uh, Be like that sometimes. (laughs) Uh, So actually my background is uh, retail management. Uh, I was in retail management for about 15 years. Uh, And so once I got out here, uh, like I said, I was at a big box retail, I'm sorry, small box retail store, but I did make the transition to uh, move into corporate America. Mm -hmm. And what I discovered when working in corporate America, uh, so I was in a position, I was a case uh, manager, uh, and so I was in a position where uh, it was all about metrics and performances and stuff like that, sales and stuff. And so even though I'm personally a hard worker, a a go over and beyond type person, um, I just felt like my value wasn't appreciated. 
it. And so at that point, I just knew that I wanted to make the transition for working for uh, someone in general, right? But unfortunately, well, I should say fortunately, uh, that transition happened before I was ready. Mm. So if you ask me, well, why did I or how did I start my business? I kind of started it through pressure, right? So of course I'm fired. I don't have any income. So at that point, when your back is against the wall, you have no choice but to bet on yourself, right? right? So that put me in a situation where I had to figure it out. So at that point, uh, that's just when the discovery came, and I decided that I wanted to get uh, do something on the more retail aspect, but something that I can resonate with. And as it relates to the head wraps, you know what? I think these are. <laughs> that's cool. That's cool. Oh, God, do your thing. Do your thing. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, so as it relates to me getting into uh, head wraps, because that's the primary uh, business that I'm in, it was kind of something that uh, resonated with me. Initially, I was looking for a purpose. Uh, I was looking for something that I can uh, have a mission behind. So as I'm doing that soul searching, what happened was I did run into some information about my culture, which is in Louisiana, uh, where when it came to head wraps, uh, and historically, hair wraps was something to uh, suppress women's beauty, right? Uh, through, you know, throughout the slave time. Right. And so, at that point, um, I thought that. I wanted to kind of repurpose that, that that concept and basically show that you can wear hair wraps, you can be bold, you can be beautiful. Um, so that's kind of how I took the direction of going into hair wraps. So head wraps was the first business. Off yes, the gate. yes, hair wraps was my first business. Okay, so you got into hair wraps. Just talk to us a little bit on like what the startup looked like for that. Like you got into it like. Talk to us about when you started, what did you look like, and where you are today. Okay, cool. So uh, this is actually my fifth year in business. Um, Shout and out to that. Hold on, hold on. Shout out to that fifth year. <laughs> yeah, you got a whole glove. You got a whole glove yeah. behind your hand. Shout out to that fifth year. Uh, so what that looked like, okay, um, initially, when I started my business, uh, I started it off making uh, customized hair wraps. Um, I started wearing them myself. Uh, I did start on Instagram. I didn't have a website at the time, but um, I think I, let's see, initially I, I wanted to uh, find vendors and stuff like that. There we are. So I'm thinking, you know, just like anyone, okay, you got a product, you want to go to Alibaba, you want to go somewhere to get a whole seller or something like that. Well, this market in, in itself, hair wraps, is not a, um, what is it, um, a, a common market, right? So mm -hmm. it's something that I actually had to create. So I was able to figure out a way how I can uh, one, I had to figure out what type of hair wraps I wanted to sell, what, what type of clients I wanted to have. And for me, at the time, I had natural hair. Um, most of my clients or people of interest had locks, right? So then I made it make sense that way. So I'm like, okay, well, what type of hair wraps uh, should I provide for people with locks and uh, thick hair? And so then I started doing the dimensions and seeing what uh, sizes and stuff like that that was conducive to that. So um, after that, um, like I said, there wasn't... Um, uh, what is it, a wholesale or anything that provided that, so I had to create that. And so after I created that, um, I just basically um, was able to find uh, someone to customize and make certain sizes for me, right? So then I was able to go to India, not physically go to India, but find someone. That's what I you went on that Frank Lucas <laughs> journey, hey, I was say too. You went in that one. <laughs> I found someone in India who can specifically make my head wrap the size that I needed for my clients. Right. And so I literally just, um, you know, I... Let me go back a little bit. When I got fired from my job, let me say this. I only had $1,500 in my bank account, right? So I had to really Damn. figure out. They ain't fired you for stealing boxing your day out there. Absolutely not. No, they did not. <laughs> uh, so I literally had $1,500 in my bank account. So I had to figure out or had to be courageous enough to say, um, okay, I'm going to either spend this on a bill or some inventory, right? right. So, of course, I chose inventory. And so after doing that, um, I just knew that, okay, I can be a product of my product. I got some of my homeboys, homegirls together. Look, we, they became my models. You know, I just started promoting and I made it a thing. You know, I, I put it into a fashion and stuff like that. And I know for me, I'm a person, I, I guess with my energy, I'm, I'm able to attract, you know, different people or whatever. Right. So just anything, honestly, that I do, um, I do know that people will support it or at least have interest of it. And so with that being said, I was able to just kind of put all that together together and I was able to start, you know, marketing and promoting my business and I just became consistent in it. You know, and over time it, it evolved and, and developed and I'm here now. Man, that's dope. Now, that's hard. Now, so <clears throat> you know, a lot of people, you know, 
listening to what you said, it's amazing how how far you've you've come from you know the 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 retail job. But take us back for a second. You don't have to elaborate too in depth, but. What was your first thought? Was it like, oh shit, like, you know, what am I gonna do? Like, were you completely nervous? Did you have a good support system when that happened? Even though it was unexpected. Mm -hmm. Like, did you, obviously you didn't lay down because look at where you at. But I'm just saying, like, what was your initial mindset? Like, were you straight, you know, grind mode or were you like, okay, what am I gonna do? Gotcha. Um, so for me, so I'm a purpose. I'm a person who believes that God didn't bring me this far to leave me here, right? And so, with that understanding, and then also understanding my background, like I come from an entrepreneur background. Um, I've I've done entrepreneur functions since I was six. My mother was an entrepreneur, and my dad is, and so is my brother. And so I already knew that that was my lane. I just had to be confident enough to get into it. Right. I know that I have uh, a, a hard work ethic. I know that I had a system and a process, right? I just needed to implement it and just bet on myself. And so, uh, to be honest with you, I know that it, it is a, you, you can't get into a space where uh, you get scared or nervous, you know, to do so. But I honestly believe when you're doing something that you're passionate about and that you love, like everything is going to work itself out. So I definitely was fearless in what I did. But um, for sure, that's where that comes from. Oh, that's what's up. Yeah, that's hard. Um, so we have the love raps, right? And you're a lock artists mm -hmm. so you said that the the love raps was first how Correct. did you jump into you know actually doing doing locks great question um so in the beauty industry for me i i saw a need right mm -hmm. um there's a lot of people who are very talented in this industry um but i do know that there's opportunity for growth in the business aspect of it all right so i knew that in order for me to be able to touch people that can benefit off of my experience i had to be in position and so because i am a person who uh wants to have purpose or, or be able to serve people i knew that I had to get into something that I knew that I can um, be of value to another person or whatever. And so, I, like I said, it goes back to everything just lining up in my life. So here I am, a business savvy person. Um, here I am, someone who's very creative. Here I am, someone who wants to serve people, and I also want to get in this specific industry. So what does that look like for me, right? right. Okay, and of course, I have locks, so, and I understand what it is to have locks. So with all of that experience and understanding, for me, that's how I was able to... Um, get in the, the lane of doing locks. And so once I actually got into it, I, I at that point grew a um, a strong love for it because one, I saw how, how I was able to make people smile. You know, I, I see the the impact that my service have on people. And because of that in itself is the reason why I do it on a daily basis. So I definitely enjoy what I do. I definitely know you enjoy what you do, but we're not going to speak lightly on uh, <laughs> some of the things that you've done. I've heard now. I've heard you've had the luxury of working with a few people a little bit above average. Now, if you can, if you can elaborate, if you can elaborate, that that'd be great. Now, who all have you? Who all have you worked with in the lock industry? I know you work with a plethora of people. Poppy Collar. It's your time. So only because I'm not that person. I'm very humble, and uh, I have worked with, I guess, what you would consider name-worthy people. But for me, the people who matter the most are the clients that I deal with on a daily. Day-to-day uh, -day basis. So honestly, I, I take pride and I appreciate the people who I talk to, like I said, on a daily basis that are, are in a more professional field, you know, uh, that type of thing. I, I don't too much care to drop, you know, names or whatever of that nature because when people come to me, I want you to come to me because we share the same energy and vibe, not because of who I work with, you know. Right. So, uh, you know, for personal reasons of that nature, I'm not going to name All specifically people, nah, but if you know, you know, is that type of thing. So once you come into my world, once you see what I'm about, you will then see evidence of those type of people that I've worked with. And I am, you know, grateful and fortunate to have worked with those type of people, but my focus and vision is for the people that I can talk to and reach on a daily basis. So since you don't want to name anybody, that's fine. We appreciate that. <laughs> so I'm going to ask you this. How has you think your work, I'm going to put it like this. I'm going to say it the best way because I, I don't want you to name drop nobody. Let's put it like this. For for you to, to be in that position, how did that come about? Was it just off of just consistency? Was it based off your Instagram? Was it just word of mouth, right place, right time? Like, How did you fall into 
those specific names right, of also. people. So, I mean, simple. I mean, it, you're right. Word of mouth, uh, reference, just being a person of greatness and knowing that you should attach yourself to greatness, right? So if one, when someone knows that they're dealing with someone um, who, who has value, you know, and, that, and that's fit for the job, you're going to refer that person. It just makes sense. And, of course, it, it's all about relationship building. So it is based off of who I know, you know, just being honest. Um, it's based off of who I know and then, you know, just me putting in the work and being consistent. Nah, that's real, man. Shout out to consistency. <laughs> <laughs> so let, let's talk a little bit about the growth of your business. So you, you elaborate a little bit on how uh, Love Raps has grew. Just talk to us about, you know, where you plan to grow your business from now. You know, you got raps, you're doing locks, you know, you got a lot of different ventures that you've moved into. What are some things that you've grown into now? Just other avenues of business since getting into those two avenues. Okay. Um, so for me, I think what the next phase looks like, um, well, one, I, I, I want to emphasize more on lock fashion. I'm sorry, yeah, lock fashion and as well as hair wrap fashion. So I do want to get more into um, doing fashion shows and things of that nature. Um, like I said, I'm I'm a big advocate for uh, lock professionals because it, um, what we probably all know is that, in, especially in the corporate uh, realm, like locks is not something that is considered professional you know so we want to change the stigma of that we want to you know be a part of the the, the boardroom you know of put people. my name on the petition you got it down. you got <laughs> it we want to be a part of the boardroom you know we don't want to have to not because it's funny because i actually heard a client um matter of fact yesterday and uh he told me how he had to cut his locks he was trying to get a position right okay. and he had locks for years and he literally um had to cut his locks in order to get it and i think he was going after this job for quite some time and it wasn't a until he cut his locks that he got it. But then, of course, now that he has his position, he's going to grow them back, right? Uh, but the fact that we have to even go through that, you know. See, they don't tell you that. They just kind of put you out there like, we're looking for these type mm -hmm. of people. They don't They don't necessarily tell you that. Right. You know what I'm saying? So I think that's I think that's a good thing that y'all are doing. It's definitely an avenue I want to sign my name Come on the list on. for. Because I think I've attempted to grow locks. This is the fifth time. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? But every time I cut them, it's like, damn, I'm trying to move. It's been up. five times. Five times. It was three. It <laughs> was three before I met you. Five. Five. Wow. Sheesh. You know what I'm saying? You but like, been tired of him. Hey, but you know, shout out to everybody who was patient with me. You yeah. know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm at that point now where I'm gonna stick with it. But uh, yeah, it's 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 definitely uh, you know, a different avenue. You know what I'm saying? So for you to try and conquer that space, that's a big thing. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So that's definitely dope. I'm not gonna lie though, to 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 her point. Um, with the fashion aspect of it, you really don't see a, a lot of a lot of that going on. Like you, like let me say it like this: I see. I think that in my head there's a difference between dreads and locks. I know that sounds crazy. Okay. But locks, I feel like in my head I look at locks like um, upkeep, like taken care of. And you got dreads that's just out there, like they're just wild, not really, you know, taken care of, groomed. Is probably the best way to say. It. I know I sound crazy when I say that. In your opinion, you may be like it's the same thing, but in my head, I look at it differently. Tomato, tomato. Well, well, here's I mean, the thing. It's the same, but I, I, I guess like to, what I'm saying is that a lot of people, like in certain areas, they don't normally their culture or how they was raised, they don't really care for it as well as some cultures do. Like I some people really treat their hair with a lot more care, and some people just kind of just like have it in their face. Some people put it in designs and styles. Like I'm one of those people. Like when I got dressed, I wanted to make sure. That. Got locks. There you go. When I got locks, I wanted to make sure I was able to express myself in corporate America if I was in that lane or when I was at home chilling or right. when I was out and about. Like I wanted it to have some representation. I feel like some people, when they just get locks or dreads, depending on how you look at it, so they, it, they just have it some type of way. So know? is it a lack of care? Because one, understanding the, the, the history behind the actual hair and lock, it was not designed to be a, a neat or or um, maintained, if you will, uh, appearance, well groomed appearance, yeah. appearance okay, see, I right? Didn't, I didn't know it that. wasn't Educators designed that way. Yeah, please educate us, coach. Maybe I spoke out of turn. Yeah, so, yeah, no, so, so it's, it's almost as if you're stepping into someone else's culture and territory and saying, I like what you're doing, but let me do it better. Like, type thing. Like, uh. Uh, so initially, it was supposed to be a free spirited, you know, thing. First of all, it's. Mm -hmm. First of all, all locks are, are um, is your natural hair matted up, right? And so it's supposed to be a um, low maintenance, if you will, um, expression. 
And so when, when we get into the space of now we're styling it, we're doing the, uh, those type of things, to be honest with you, you're going more in the direction of it being unhealthy, you know, because one, you're putting tension on it, you're putting product on it, um, you're, you're touching it on a daily basis, you know, so if you're looking at it from that perspective, then you might say that going, because over time, I mean, if, you, if you're putting that much tension on your hair, then it will start to shift, you know, but for locks, it was more of, like I said, a culture thing, an expression thing, um, so I, it's interesting because I hear these conversations all the time and, and, and it's funny because like I said you're stepping into a, a territory or um, a culture if you will that again it was designed for for the how can I say um, it was more of a it was more of an expression you know and so yeah okay. <laughs> yeah I mean I didn't I don't so know. is I there know. a difference between dreads and locks I think that's terminology. Uh, so, 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 so to that. Uh, usually, when people say dread, they're they're talking about dreaded hair, like hair that's um, what is it um, that doesn't look right, right? That looks um, nasty, you know, that type of thing. So when you say the word dread, for most people who say locks, that's kind of what, what, what you're saying, you know. And it does have a uh, it's, to some people it has a negative content to say uh, dreads. Uh, it's preferred to say locks because all it is is locked up, you know, lock matted hair. Mm -hmm. So yeah, the preference is locks. Gotcha. Yeah. All right, so I, I know you have other businesses. You got Heart to Heart. Talk to us about Heart to Heart. Okay, so um, my Heart to Heart, yes, that's my secondary business. Um, that's more of my brand management company. Uh, there I do graphic designs, websites. I help people with um, starting their businesses as well, as well. Um, and then also just helping them with just the uh, brand development. Uh, so in my past life, I, <laughs> I was a, a PR <laughs> In your past life, <laughs> what'd you look like, folks? <laughs> nah, uh, but one thing I used to do uh, in the music industry was I was a PR, uh, and so that was my heart-to-heart -heart management company as well. Um, I, I enjoyed doing that. Uh, I think for me, I think where I lost the love for that was the fact that, like I said, I am a hard worker, and that I, I would put a lot of time and effort into that industry, um, and I, I just wasn't really that fulfilled. Um, but as it relates to me be doing the work, I enjoy doing it but I just it was something that I wasn't really too uh, fulfilled in doing how long were you in that industry that industry probably three to five years yeah so I think I, I started that everything yeah I started that I think when I was like 18 or so dang 18 yeah oh you jumped in early yeah two times say by 21 he was a savage <laughs> <laughs> um so with with your business um and your in from your perspective, do you think social media is important for you? Or do you believe in like the word of mouth like? So both. So here's the thing for, for me. I feel like um, you shouldn't lose the things that used to work, right? I think that, yes, the focus currently um, is uh, social media, especially to a certain generation. But other things still work, especially word of mouth. You know, and I've I found oftentimes where I honestly, I get more of my clients through word of mouth and referrals. Um, I... I, I um, I operate on social media, don't get me wrong, um, but f uh, more importantly, uh, the word of mouth, the, the good service, you know, quality service, those are the things that truly work best. Mm -hmm. So this is what I want to hop into. I want to know, have you ever had to fire a client? <laughs> oh, that's good. We've had two, we've had two people in, in the uh, cosmetology industry in here, <laughs> and both of them, no, we've had three, we've had three. And all three of them have had to fire a client. I didn't know some, this was a thing. Some fired a client right before they got on the show. <laughs> <laughs> um, hmm. I don't think I ever had to fire a client. I'm really thinking. I think maybe a, a, a client quit. <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying for reference of that. No, nah, but I don't think I ever had to fire a client, mainly because um, I think I set the expectation up front. And so I think what happens is the people who feel they are for me or we're for each other, we work out well. And I think, you know, those who discover that, you know, they may not be for me or I may not be for them, they may fall off. But um, for the most part, I never had an encounter as of right now. And I've only been doing locks for three years now. So um, I can honestly say I have yet to have to fire a client, you know, but maybe re, re, reiterate some things, you know, reiterate some processes, of course, you know, but never not, not fire one. No. Uh, you know, I'm glad to be employed. <laughs> so, with, uh, 
when when doing locks, have you have you ever um, came across a client that wanted you to kind of do something that was uh, something you've never done before, and it was like a challenge? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> like I said, I've only been doing locks for three years. Uh, so absolutely, I'm always challenged, and I prefer it. You know, mm-hmm. I prefer to be challenged. I want you to tell me when I've done something wrong, and 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 to that point, that's why oftentimes I set up my time for those type of things because there's there's going to be situations where you may provide a service for someone, and um, they may not like it. At the end of the day, they ain't gonna like it. You know, but then I, I have that time available for us to correct any things, you know, because I, I, there may be a vision that I had that you may have, that you may not have had. And so we just have to do some corrections, but, um, yeah. So I, I, I've definitely been challenged before. I prefer it, like I said, um, and we work it out. Nigga come in and say, let me get the sway. <laughs> <laughs> you talking about sway in the morning, sway? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But he cut his locks. Nah, he cut them now. Oh, okay. Hold on, he cut them? Yeah, they yeah. gone. Let me tell you who had some cold locks. Y'all remember Jeff Johnson used to be on the beach? Oh, yeah. BT had the news. Yes. They used to come on and tell you that nigga Jeff, shit was cold. He, yes. He, it was probably before your time, though. Hold on. I remember, like, uh, 106 in part, dude. Ooh. Oh, AJ. Oh, he's AJ. AJ. That yeah, nigga AJ. had braids in the front, though, didn't it? I don't know. And well, then yeah. it turned into dreads. Damn, in the damn. back, yeah, I think. You know, or, you know what? Busta Rhymes and all them boys, they had like braids in the front, then the back was dreads. I remember that. Yeah, that was a thing. That was a style. Yeah. I was wondering how them niggas kept changing that shit up. Hey, no disrespect. Shout out to T.I. But what y'all think about T.I. getting dread? I'm going to drink on that one. <laughs> I was shocked. I was just shocked. I didn't think that was his lane. I, was I didn't. This is no sh- Hey, tip. I fuck with you, though. I ain't think you could grow hair. <laughs> <laughs> you were getting the face so low. We didn't know he could do an, He was going to do another style Such as locks Yeah I could see him with an afro or something Because you know he Normally when I niggas have a ball in, fade that low It's, it's over with He's been doing it for years though That's what I'm saying I didn't You know I ain't know Nah Yeah, yeah. I just had to ask Because I, I wanted to get y'all perspective what I, I, I think a better look for him would have been the fade though I don't. I just think he just. Uh, that's just Ti. That's like his. Yeah, that's with what the we hat tilted. That's, yeah. That's the T.I. forever. Yeah. Yeah. Shout out. To Shout you. out to Rubber Band, man. Like the OG. <laughs> so, question. Um, what what pushes you? You know, what I'm saying when you wake up, you get dressed, and you say, "Okay, I'm finna head to the shop. I'm finna I'm finna do the love raps." What what motivates you to keep going? You know what I'm saying? What keeps you What keeps you motivated? I'm from New Orleans. <laughs> you see Wayne stay in the studio. That nigga I ain't took a day off yet. I get it. That nah, nigga in the studio it. right now. Nah, I get it. I get it. I, my whole thing is, I just you know, shit. Yeah. It's, it's a lot of people who you know. It's a lot of people that start something. Mm-hmm. They do everything right. They they got a game plan, and then as soon as adversity hit, they gone. You yeah. know what I'm saying. So how how have you been able to overcome uh, adversity, and how have you been able to use that adversity to keep you pushing? Man, I mean, like, I mean, honestly, yes, because I, I one, I don't want to go back to where I've come from, right? Um, but once you've created a process and a system, you just follow that. And no, there's not, especially in this industry as an entrepreneur, the goal is to be able to make money every day. And you have to because you are your source of income. And it's a big, it's a difference in mindset when, you know, and this is, and I want to say this because I know oftentimes entrepreneurs, they make it seem like having a nine to five is the worst thing you can have or whatever or you're you're above them because you do well one with a nine to five you have structure so at the end of the day regardless if you feel like doing it or not at least you know come friday or whenever you get paid i have a check right but a person who's an entrepreneur every day you have to make your income you have to create your income and a lot of people don't get that like you're literally creating and so even though you're performing this week you have to figure out a way to create it for next week and that is a big task and a lot of people cannot do that because you don't you are living um you you are in a space where you don't know what's to come you know for tomorrow honestly but you really just have to honestly have faith you know um whoever your higher power is you know uh and just really believe that like i said one i didn't come this far uh to to just stay here right and as long as you continue to do good work your work is going to speak for itself and people are going to talk about good work you know Mm -hmm. you know for example i did uh topples hair and here you are you know so let's just be honest you know just knowing that as long as you you know give you're all home. <laughs> yeah, yeah, 
absolutely. So all you can do is don't focus on the dollar. I'll say that. Don't focus on making money. Honestly, focus on doing your best and start there. And I guarantee you, if you focus on doing your best every time, even when you don't feel like it, the integrity piece of it all, yeah, you're going to be successful. That is definitely a true statement. So let me tell you how you guys say it. That nigga say, hey, dog, who, who, who do your hair, man? <laughs> This shit was crazy, man. I ain't commenting on shit. <laughs> but go ahead. You take it. I ain't going to tell the whole story, man. I'm just going to say it's a true statement. It's a true statement when you do your best work. Yeah. I've had a lot of people ask me, Thank you know what I'm saying, we'll do your hair and stuff like this. So. I'm big on parts. <laughs> so, yes, you are. Uh, yes, you know what I'm saying? If you know me, I'm big on parts. I got to see it. I need you to part the red sea in my head. You feel me? I need to know what's going on. And once I saw how part of his head was, I asked It was just random as hell. I said, we, shoot. Was shoot, we was shooting the show. He was like, dog, nigga, all up in my shit. He's like, what do you hear, man? <laughs> nah, yeah, I said, shoot the contact. <laughs> shoot the contact card, because I need that. Thank ASAP. you, guys. Thank you. So let's talk about, you know, you made all this possible. I know you a one-man show, but I know you work with a lot of people. Mm-hmm. You have a team. Talk to us about your team and who you work with daily, some people you collaborate with. You know things you got in process. Do you work with anybody? You just Batman, or you, or you Batman and Superman and Wonder Woman. So from an operational standpoint, uh, it is a, a one man army, I guess you can say. Um, but I, I, I do have uh, support systems in different areas. Um, I have a lot of other people who I can kind of bounce ideas off of and stuff of that nature. Uh, people who do contract work for me. Uh, so I do work with other people. Um, as it relates to the development of the business, uh, but the day-to-day operation is mostly me. Yeah. So, I, uh, like I said, I have an online customer service person. Um, that's probably the only, uh, I guess, person, if you will, that I have. But, yeah, it's 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 me. Um, but that is something that I also want to uh, promote. and Not necessarily promote, but just show people that you can do. So, if you look at the structure of my business, I actually have three different entities, right? So, I look at it as like a department store, right? You have love wraps, and then you have the department stores, being the, um, the professional locks, the hair wraps, and then the uh, graphic designs. And so, I, you have to basically have managers for all of those departments. So, I am, you know, that. And then I also am the workers in all those departments. So there is a strategic way that I move, uh, that I can manage all of those departments, but you have to be a person who uh, is very um, detailed about your time uh, and allocating the appropriate time to each individual project. So what that looks like for me is I uh, create task lists for each department, mm-hmm. and I literally just check it off. I allocate some time to each thing, and on a daily basis, I try, attempt to get those things done. Now, am I successful every day? No, but I have more wins than losses in that area. Uh, but I think that's the easiest way to kind of manage it uh, so that you just kind of could just flow through the process every day because everything has to get done. Um, I oftentimes I tell people when we, when we start these small businesses, you have to understand from the customer's perspective that they, at the end of the day, they see a business. You said you were a business, you're a business. So they don't want to hear that, oh, I couldn't do a function or something in my business because I had to go pick up my child or I had to go get my car fixed. You know, they're looking at you as a, as a business. So you took on the role to, to be a small business, but the operational aspect of business does not stop because of that. So when you sign up to be an entrepreneur, you have to ask yourself, am I willing to go over and beyond to do all of the, fu- if I'm a, if, I'm a uh, if, if it's just me, right? Am I willing to go over and beyond to do all of the functions that it takes to run a business? Because these things still have to happen in order for your business to be successful. Right. So you have to be your own accountant. You have to be your own marketing team, you know, your staff, you know, all of those things, right? And it just has to happen. So, yeah, you have to figure that part out. Nah, that's that's facts. I, I went, when I first moved to Dallas, I don't even know what the girl's name is. I booked an appointment just trying to find somebody to, you know, figure it out with my mm-hmm. head. And I showed up on time. I left my lunch break mm-hmm. at work, all right? Had a lot of shit going. And when I got there, the girl wasn't there. She was at uh, some shop. It was a whole bunch of people there. And I'm sitting here calling the girl. I was like, all right, I'm giving 15 minutes. 30 minutes had went by. I'm like, all right, shit, I got to be back to work in 30 minutes. So I hit the girl up. She was like, shit, yeah, I'm at the airport. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I'm like, the fuck you doing at the airport? She was like, oh, I had to drop my kids out. And I'm like, the fuck this got to do with me? You said you was going to be here at 1.30 on this app. Confirmed it. I done paid a deposit. 
you know, it was just it was just crazy. Yeah. And see, to that point, and that's what I say, like I said, there's a lot of talent in this business. But I do understand that, first of all, the beauty industry, especially barbers, uh, initially it wasn't looked at as a business. It was kind of a hustle, you know. And so I think the people who got into it um, only really had the talent. You, you kind of you have that mindset that I work for myself. Um, and I hear this often, uh, you need me, I don't need you type, you know, mindset, you know. Mm -hmm. and, and we just have to change that perspective when it comes to this particular industry we definitely have to operate like a business now oftentimes we compare our business to um the um what is it uh the doctor's office right you, so the conversation usually is uh okay well you go to the doctor's office and even though your appointment was at uh 9 a.m at the doctor's office you may not see the doctor until 9 30 you know something like that and to a certain degree that is correct and that does make sense, but you still have to be conscious of other people's time. So in order to do that, I think that we need to do a better job at, for us, scheduling our appointments, right? So let's say, for instance, if it takes you an, uh, let's say an hour to do a service, um, did you really put in enough time, you know, for wiggle room, for certain things to happen? So I would say, okay, well, actually it's going to take me an hour and 30 minutes. So when that client books their time with me and they see that they booked the hour and 30 minutes, for you, don't book your next whatever it is in your life 30 minutes within the time period that I told you, you know, because at that point you're making it unfair to me because now you want to rush me because you thought that it only should have took me, you know, a certain type of time. But because what, uh, my point is the point, the time that we have on our books, uh, when people book our service, that's the time we should try to, you know, work within it is the goal. Right. And again, there's so many one offs to that, but I think on both ends, we should all be flexible, you know, especially in the service industry because understanding too, that, um, hair is an art and so yes I can get it right the first time but there there may be cases where I don't you know so what do we do about time at that point or I may do something that you ask and you may say okay well no nah, I really don't want that so what do we do about time with that you see what I'm saying so we just we do have to be flexible on both ends you know in this particular industry no I agree man I think you got a good relationship with whoever you're working with I think working it out with that person makes it easier. Right. It'd be when you go to somebody where you strictly there for the service and y'all have no relationship. I'd have been to barbers before where I don't know you, buddy. Buddy, you don't know me. <laughs> but I'm going to be in your chair for 45 minutes, you know. And it's, you know, I mean, I'd have been to barbers and I'm cool with shit where I sit in the barbershop all day and don't even get a haircut. Right. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, but it's cool. Mm -hmm. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So, um, definitely feel that. How do you, how do you feel about, um, or let me put it like this: Have you ever been approached to possibly like teach a class on locks? Uh, yeah. Education I, and actually doing it. Yeah, and that that's actually something I want to get into. Um, mainly uh, beauty business is what I want to get into. But yes, to teach a class on uh, locks and service in general, uh, that is something that I'm interested in doing. And I've had I have I've had people shadow me, you know, as of mm -hmm. recently, uh, learning especially like the wicks. The wicks are, are a new thing that a lot of people are trying to get into. Um, now with that, I do have my own technique. Um, I'm not saying that I, I have the best technique, but I do have my own technique that I've noticed a lot of people are interested in learning. Um, so at that point, yeah, I will try to open up that opportunity for myself. So what do you think separates you from everybody else in the market? Love. <laughs> simple <laughs> simple when you, when, but when you mean love what do you mean by that it's, it's it's the love that I have for anything that I do it's the love that I have for people and I know this is going to sound funny but I am I'm, I'm an introvert right I am not a people's person if that makes sense that's a goddamn lie <laughs> hold on I'm not a people's person but I love to serve if that makes sense so I can I can come into a space I can serve my purpose and then leave I'm not a person that needs to just be around people you know I guess I don't know why I'm like that but and I said it to say so when I come I come you know trying to be impactful and so I love what I do I love people I love to serve people rather um and I, I mean I do love people but um I love to serve people and I think because I do it from a genuine place mm -hmm. that kind of sets me aside uh, apart from people who just do it for the for the money, you know, because I know you get into the industry and you say, okay, well, y'all can make six figures, you know, working uh, in this particular industry, and yes, you can. I, you you definitely can. Like I said, I figured out a way uh, to 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 reach that within myself um, within three years, um, but at the same time, 
it is only because I love what I do. Because one thing I stand on, I will not do anything that I don't enjoy doing. You can't pay me enough to do something. You can't say, hey, Lisa, this is going to pay X, you know, X amount of dollars. So here, you know, do you want to do it? No, it has to gen genuinely be something that I desire to do and love to do. Right. So I'm going to add on an extra skill that you may, I don't know, you may or may not agree with it. I feel like you're a lock therapist. And I'm going to say why. <laughs> Because when I sit in Lisa's chair, just the conversation that you get sitting in the chair, whether it's relationship advice. Nah, she definitely going to pick your brain. Yeah, yeah, she going to pick your brain. Oh, you know what I'm saying? So I think the relationship that you have with a lot of your clients, you know, just, and I, and I think it's different and especially with every individual that you have. Mm -hmm. But I think that's the term for you is the lock therapist. That's good. Okay, sit, I, I sit in your that. Chair, like I the, the, that. The ambience, the music playing, the, <laughs> the ambience of the lighting, <laughs> you sitting no, in the chair. It's a, it's, a, it's a different experience. It's a different experience. So I'll give you something with that when, when it comes to like the music and stuff. So just to tell tell. You can always tell when I'm in my zone based off of my music. So if I'm playing like my Neo Soul, you know, that type of thing, I'm, I'm one, I'm on time, right? Uh, <laughs> one, I'm on time and I'm in my element, I'm in my zone. But nine to my ten, if I'm late or if I'm trying to, you know, not necessarily rush the, the process, but I know that I need to speed up a little bit, then you're going to hear my trap music. You're going to hear my... <laughs> You got on Pooh <laughs> And then she falling behind a little bit. Yeah. Pooh yeah. and you falling behind. I got to hurry. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> now that I realize it, because, yeah, that, that kind of makes sense. I'm going to say, Lisa, you got money back. Your plan, do I need to come back next week? <laughs> it's one of them days. It's one of them days, huh? <laughs> yeah. Nah, that's dope, though, man. Um, I know we got about another 10, 15 minutes with you. Um, I know you have a very valuable piece on just how you feel about, you know, everything going on and, like, what you like to do. But I really like to pick your mind on how you be picking our mind in these uh -oh. chairs. You know, this, this, it, that, that's, your, that's your avenue on why I feel like it's just good to talk to you sitting in the chair. Like, I think you give a lot of good advice and I also think that your mind on just how freely you think on a lot of things is a is a real big thing that makes you as a person, you know. So uh, I want to hop in a different category if that's cool with you. Hey, look, I'm with whatever. What you got? Lisa love hopping to these relationship topics, man. <laughs> I just want to give America a snippet of a piece of it, you know, a snippet of a piece of it. Oh gosh. Nah, but uh. I feel like um, what I want you to elaborate on a little bit is just when your clients sit in your chair, you mm -hmm. know, like how do you how do you distinguish like who you feel comfortable picking their brain with and who you don't feel comfortable picking their brain with? Like for instance, when I met you, it was like, hey, how you doing? I'm Lisa. I can do your hair. You know, if you need anything, let me know. You know, then till you get to the point where we are able to elaborate on a lot of different things, to where I feel like now I consider you a friend, you mm -hmm. know, a close person, um, you know, like. How do you build that level of comfort with your clients just over time that you've had? So for me, and, and this may be me coming from New Orleans, I guess. Me personally, I don't meet a stranger, right? So I, I'm very comfortable with making people comfortable. Uh, so I think... So one, to answer your question, I'm going to pick anybody's brain. We're going to have that conversation because I don't want you in my space if you're not comfortable with me and I'm not comfortable with you. Now, I, I do understand that there's levels to the conversation, you know, and I don't want to ask or have a conversation about anything um, that would make you uncomfortable. But usually when I'm, we're speaking, we're speaking about, you know, general topics or, or things that we can just kind of... Um, uh, what is it? Uh, just, just, just topics that you know, everyday topics or whatever. For the most part, until I see how comfortable you are. Um, but I am big on relationship topics, and not necessarily just romantic relationships. But I am about relationships in general. I think that's one thing that we struggle with as people, especially Black people, and is how to properly do relationships with each other, right? And so I do make it a point, especially because I do have my, my clients are, are predominantly men, right? And so I do make 
make it a point to have these healthy conversations with men uh, to give them a woman's perspective, not a perspective from a woman who is, you know, uh, scorned and bitter and stuff like that. But I do give a more, I guess, sister, homegirl type approach to conversations, right? But I, I want to at least give them an opportunity to speak to a woman who they can learn something from from a woman's perspective, you know, because I hear, of course, by me working in the barbershop, I hear a lot of male perspectives, right? And I just want to balance those perspectives. Now, I will say this, what has helped me uh, being a woman, I have been able to see things from a male perspective. So now I can go back to my sister tribe and be like, okay, sis, <laughs> this is why these men do this. Let me tell y'all this. <laughs> Let me tell y'all this, sis. So so it's it's definitely um it's helpful. It's it's healthy for us to have these conversations. Um so yes, I'm always about, you know, picking people's brain, you know, hearing other people's perspective. Because I'm also a person who I currently may have my own perspective of certain things, um, but I am open to, you know, the perspective of others. So we definitely have those conversations and, and to your question, I, I, I just I don't care who you are. I'm going to talk to you. I don't care who you is. Bro, the conversation was so good in the chair one day. My head was done. I was just like, well, shit. Well, you ain't going to finish the conversation. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah, absolutely. I was we, on my back. No, no, no. We, we definitely have some great conversations. And I have I have coworkers around me. I mean, when I, when we get in a good conversation, they come into my room. Motherfucker be peeking we in all... the door. They got a whole head in the chair. Hey, man, what y'all yeah. was talking about a minute ago? Nah, yeah, facts. I ain't seen it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I ain't gonna lie. So I've been wanting to ask this question, and uh, it may stir some shit up, but it's all good. Have you ever? <laughs> have you ever? Oh, Lord. Have you ever just had like a new client, and they came in your chair, and you was like, "I see why you came to me." Oh, absolutely. We like, I would have did that differently. I don't know why they did you like that. <laughs> like just like if a barber messed up somebody's hairline, and then the the, the the fucked up hairline go to a new barber, they could try to fix it. Have you ever just seen somebody shit and be like? Ugh. Who did that? <laughs> I mean, I have, but I mean, I understand that. Um, I mean, it could be, it could have been for various reasons why your hair right. looks like that. But it doesn't matter where you've been; is where you are now. So you say it's a safe. You safe now. You safe, yeah. yeah. I think I heard that in the song. No, you sound familiar, don't it? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Nah, that's what's up, man. Well, I know we're running short on time, Miss Lisa Love. We'd like to give you the opportunity to shout out your social media hashtags if you can let the viewers know where they can find you at. Yes, yeah, so you can find me on Instagram and Facebook um, and my website at Love Raps. Uh, that's Raps with a Z. Website is LoveRaps.com. Um, if you want to learn how to tie head wraps, you can go on my YouTube channel where the video does feature uh, one of my uh, brothers, uh, Lock underscore loaded, right? Um, that's the guy with the long locks. Uh, and it does, show, for men, it does show you demonstrations on how to tie hair wraps, both of my styles of hair wraps. Um, I have over 19, I'm sorry, nine collections of different head wraps. Um, my hair wraps start at uh, $25. And right now we have a sale. They're buy two, get one free. Uh, if you want to go to my Instagram uh, page, you can also see uh, tutorials of myself as well as some of my other models. And I want to shout out, first of all, let's go back. I do want to yeah, shout, out, shout um, out everybody. <laughs> uh, my models, uh, my, my family, really, I, I call them models, but they are my family first. These people have been with me since day one, uh, supporting my brand, making my brand look great. I mean, I, I know you've seen a lot of handsome men in head wraps, you know, uh, and I definitely appreciate uh, their support in my business. Uh, most of them, and I was very strategic on the people that I selected because most of them are also entrepreneurs, and I wanted to, you know, be able to, when I grow, basically I want them to grow, right? I wanted to have a platform for that. Um, so I definitely appreciate their love and support support through all these years. Like I said, I've been here for five years and hopefully I can see five more years with this. I want to take the head wrap brand uh, to a higher level. I want to incorporate it more into fashion. I want people to really like spread the love. That's something that I'm really big on. My hair wraps is a representation of love. Um, yeah, that's, that's, that's what it is. Yeah, I'm more like a gang. You know, when hey, I, hey. when I see <laughs> famous barbershop, and everybody there. And I'm sorry. Oh my God. Wait, wait, wait. Let me go back again. I do, I do. I did not, I did not. And I'm so sorry. Wait, I'm sorry. I definitely have to shout out Famous the Barbershop because let me say this. I literally started my business in front of Famous the Barbershop. I had a six foot table 
Wayne, I never forget, uh, in November, it was Thanksgiving, matter of fact, he had a pop-up shop. And he allowed me to come sell my hair wraps on the table in front of his shop. And basically, I've been there ever since. <laughs> so I transitioned, actually, from selling hair wraps in front of his shop into actually selling it, you know, at one of the stations. And then I started evolving to the hair wraps, you know, just to kind of give you a background on that. So that was something, like, if he never gave me that opportunity, I probably wouldn't be here right now. Because my suite, my shop does um, reside in his shop, which is Famous Barber Shop. Mm -hmm. So, again, so you guys know, Love Wraps is actually in uh, Famous the Barber Shop, Famous Salon Suites, you know, just so everyone knows. So, yeah. That's dope, man. Shout out to Famous Wayne, man. Uh, famous Wayne. Well, before we, before we let you ride out, um, for those watching, if you could give some type of um, words of encouragement or just something to, to leave off on a good note for those that are looking at you and, and, and are kind of inspired to say, hey, this is exactly what I want to do, mm -hmm. but I'm kind of nervous on taking that step on leaving that nine to five and go fulfilling my, my true passion. What would you say to those people? So I have a couple of things I want to say to that and to something else. Um, one, if you desire to leave your nine to five, um, definitely step into something that you love to do. I know this sounds cliche coming from me, but I'm serious. I literally uh, started my business because of that. It is called Love Wraps because I, everything that's wrapped up in my business is what I love to do. You see what I'm saying? Mm. So that's really the heart of Love Raps, to be honest with you. Um, so I encourage you to find what you love to do. That's very important. Don't do it for the money. Don't do it because other people are doing it. I could have sold hair. I could have sold weed, lashes, makeup, just like the next person, right? But I knew that I had to attach myself to something that resonated with me, something that I can do even if I didn't make a dollar doing it. I, right now, actually, probably after this, uh, knowing me, after this interview, I'm probably going to go to the shop and go organize my hair wraps, you know, something like that, because I enjoy doing that, right? Um, so... I would first say that stick to something that you enjoy and you love to do and just continue doing it. Because when you become an expert at that thing, people are going to, you're going to attract people because there's some, especially if you're doing something of service and of purpose, you know, if you're, if you're uh, filling the void, right, there are people who are going to see that and want your service. So definitely do that. And then for the women entrepreneurs, women entrepreneurs who are in a male dominant industry, it is very important that you, um, you make sure that you stay respected in this industry because too often you can get here and there's a lot of, what can I say? Um, there's a lot of people that may try to take advantage of you being a woman, right? And so you definitely have to earn your respect. Unfortunately, you got to earn it, you know, but you have to earn your respect and stand on your principles, you know, stand on what you believe in. And if it doesn't align with what you got going on, don't do it. You know, and so I, I strongly uh, suggest that as a, as a woman entrepreneur, um, you know, just just really keep your, keep yourself focused, you know, and, and don't get distracted by little things or whatever. But just like I said, more importantly, stand on your principles. So yeah, stand on all ten. Mm -hmm. I like this. I like that. Man, well, it seems like we got a lot of good information from you, Miss Lisa Love. We definitely appreciate you joining us today on the Chop It Up podcast. Justin, go on, take us out of First here. First of all, man. let's give a round of applause again for Lisa Love. <laughs> yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Uh, for one more time, shout out to your Instagram one more time. Uh, so shout that's out. Love Raps with a Z. With a Z, don't forget. So that's L O V E W R A P Z. All right. Well, Chop. Hey, and another one. And another one. <laughs> nah, so everyone, thank you for tuning in to the podcast today, man. We greatly appreciate it. Don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe. Follow the Instagram page. Follow Lisa Love and Love Raps. Follow everything that we got going on because we, we going up, man. It's up. All right, and we out. We out, baby.